0: look at a topic that talks about the ingredients of a healthy Christian home. The ingredients of a healthy Christian home. If we look at our introduction, it talks about the making of a cake. The ingredients of a healthy marriage are like those for a wonderful cake or a delicious pie. You must include the right amount added at the right time. Just giving us introduction. Marriage is like a cake that you are baking. You need so many ingredients to put together, and the ingredients have to be put in the order in which they're supposed to be put, and in the quantity required. And for you to have a good cake, it must pass through fire it must pass through the oven there is no christian home or any home at all that will not pass through fire of affliction fire of trial fire of whatever because the bible says with much tribulation we shall gain the price so before you eat a cake before you see that cake you're enjoying it has gone through a lot of processes Different ingredients have been added. Maybe for those of us who are women here and who know about cake, can we just mention some ingredients that's used for cake? Let's start from my sister at the back. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Give it to her. Flour. Flour. Yes. The next person at the, at the back. At the back. At the back. At the back of that person.
1: Sugar, sir.
0: Sugar, okay. Yes. Next person. Egg. Egg. Egg, okay. Butter. Butter. Eh? butter okay yes please move forward my sister You are too far from us come forward come and sit here yes cream eh? cream. cream okay mm-hmm. yes mommy mommy bakes cake i know
2: baking powder
0: baking powder yes what else yes you want to talk meek. meat meat milk milk all right mm. yes Ice in sugar Yes What else now Children Don't you do home economics in school Yes Yes I'm hearing you Different different Alright praise the Lord Now Those are ingredients If you put these ingredients separate 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 And you don't put them together will it make a cake I can't hear you Okay, so in making a cake, what are some of the processes that will be involved? Yes?
1: stirring
0: Stirring or mixing, yes, very good. Yes, sister
1: I wanted to see what she said. Like mixing of egg and um, the sugar and the butter together. That is the first food. give it to
0: Shekun. Yeah. Shekun share when she cake for
3: Fire. Like the fire processor. Sorry. Fire, okay. You
0: need the heat. Okay.
3: Yes, what else do you need? There's
0: one thing that is very important. Many of us may not get it. It's very cogent in making of a cake. Yes.
4: Mixing, the mixer.
0: Yes, somebody have said that. Thank you. Yes, there's one thing very, very important. Oven, yes. Oven is there, yes. Oven. Heat is there, yes. I'm sure nobody will get it. yes there's something very important in the process it is time time is key in the production of cake there's a time you must mix egg with whatever there's a time you must add the sugar there's time you must do the mixing there's a time you must put it in the oven and that time is regulated You can't just say put it in the oven for two minutes and take it out. And you cannot leave it in the oven for one hour and take it out. The time of it is critical. These are some of the things we are going to learn today about Christian home. Time, they say, heals things. Time, they always say, time will tell. Time is part of your life. Daddy Gio told us about time, Some the other time, he said time is a fraction of your life. If a child is born today, they will say how old is this child? One day old. In other words, that child has just spent 24 hours living. Few years, they say he's five years old. That is part of that child's life. So every minute is part of our life. Time is critical in production of cakes and time is very critical in making Christian homes. We're going to come to that. So, just like we are talking about cake, so the same thing. But now, these ingredients, some of them are very sweet. Some of them are blank. That is, they are not tasteless. If you put flour only in your mouth, you will feel like throwing it out. If you put salt in your mouth, mm, it's too salty. Even when you put sugar and it's too much in your mouth, your mouth will react, your tongue will react. Everything has a quantity in which they must flow to make the cake. Then there is something again very important about the cake making. Apart from all we have mentioned, and that is the baker has served himself. The person who is actually baking it. For Christian homes, the baker is God is the one that started it in genesis chapter 1 verse 26 he says for this purpose shall a man leave his father and his mother the bible says he created a male and female so god is the originator of a christian home can everybody say that as we are studying tonight for those of us who are married is an opportunity to review our marriage For those of us who are just getting into marriage, we are already engaged, it's the time to begin to pencil down some of those things that we need. For those of us who are not even married at all, we are still looking for who we will marry, it's the time for us to begin to take those key things that are necessary. And for our children here, either you like it or not, you will marry someday. Somebody say amen. Marriage is so key to God that we cannot toy with it. So, like we are saying in our introduction, we all need all these ingredients to be put together. We said you must add the right amount at the right time. Mix it together with the right blend and bake in the heat or oven for the right amount of time. But don't forget... All these things are being controlled by who? The baker. So who is the baker of our home? God. He is the maker and baker of the cake of our life. As couples work together, to incl- as workers work to include the best ingredient for marriage, we are aware that the benefits and ramifications are significant to our churches, communities, and country. Somebody said, Nigeria is bad now because families are bad. If every child that comes from a Christian home is 100% holy, faithful, hardworking, with integrity, will not stab another at the back, will not do anything rubbish, the society will be fine. But the homes have been scattered, traumatized, and so the children carry those things out to leave them in the society. So I want to look at some of these ingredients tonight, there are many ingredients, these are just few. And I will just ask us to quickly go through them. The first thing we want to look at is communication and commitment. What did I say? Why did we start with communication and not love? In the beginning of Genesis, the Bible says, In the beginning God created heaven and earth. And God said, Communication is important even in marriage. Thank God for a pastor that came on Sunday that spoke extensively about choices in marriage and choosing godly partner before you go into marriage and living godly lives. Before a man approaches a woman, there would have been some thoughts. And then he takes the boldness to say, Please, ma, I want to see you. Before a sister can tell a man, okay, she she must have been thinking about the person and she has to communicate. Our answer to the person. Good communication helps marriages and helps relationships. There are some ingredients of communication we cannot go into tonight because communication itself is a very broad level. But for communication to be effective in the life of anybody or even an organisation, there must be a communicator, the person or the source, somebody who is starting the discussion. At the other end, there must be the receiver. Of the message. There must be the message itself and there must be a medium of communicating the message and there must be a feedback to ensure the communication is correct. And there must be serenity. The frequency must not be interrupted. In other words, the frequency must be free-flowing. If I pick my phone and I try to talk to Stabbing and I'm hearing some distortions. And our words are not clear. What would I say? i say, please call me back. Or there's a network failure or something. Because communication is not clean. So it is, when we're talking about communication. And there are so many things that are communication barriers. We won't go much into them. But the first thing we have to look at tonight is that. Our communication must be effective. What did I say? So let's open to Hebrews 13 verse 6. And another person 1 Timothy 6.8. Let's do that. All of us, just open all the passages down. 1 Timothy 13.6. Hebrews 13.6. Okay. Can somebody read for us Romans 12.10 and Ephesians 4.15. I'll combine both and I'll explain.
5: Yes, if you have read once, don't read again. Let's. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. Okay.
1: He said, we will speak the truth in love, going in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of this body, the church.
0: Thank you. Speaking the truth in love, our communication must be as such children of God. When we look at Proverbs eighteen twenty one, it's not in your hand. that you can write it down. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. In marriage, you can say something that can make your partner want to go and commit suicide. And you can say something that your partner will say, for life, I just want to love you. I read something somebody sent to me, maybe they just posted it generally, of a woman with her husband. She said she was so fed up with her husband, she now went to the mother. She said, Mama, I want to kill my husband. I don't want to stay with him again. I want you to help me. I want to kill him and I don't want anybody to know I was the one who killed him. The mother said, No problem, I will help you. The mother now gave some rules. He said, I'm going to give you some rules. If you can obey these rules, no problem. She said, Okay, no problem. He said, You will start loving your husband. Start showing him care. Start giving him everything you have not given him. So that even if he dies, they say, Ah, the woman loves this man so much. Oh, you know, she couldn't have done that. He said, Everything that you think he's not doing for you, that is making you to be annoyed, you start doing it. So, the mother said, then I'll give you a drug. Each time you want to prepare his so food, just put a little pinch of it inside the food. You said, gradually, the man will start dying. And by the time some months come, he will totally die. Nobody will suspect you that you are the one who killed. And so she went and started doing what the mother said. She started showing love to the man she started caring for the man. The man will abuse her. She would just say to her, my husband, I know you are tired. Don't worry. So she changed completely. After some time, the husband now said, Who is the juju person that now makes you to start respecting me? To start honoring me like this? And the mother has already told her, The medicine I'm going to do for you, it has no reversal. Your husband will die. So after some time, she now ran to the mother and said, Mama, please, so I don't want my mother to die again. I don't want him to die again. The man has loved me. I didn't know he loved me so much like this. The mother said, now, your husband will not die. What I gave you is not a poison. It is turmeric powder. You know turmeric now that you put inside food. He said, I just give you that, that. It doesn't kill anybody. It's even good for his body. I only did that to make sure that you love your husband in spite and despite whatever he's doing. Praise the Lord. Many problems between husbands and wives are caused because we are not communicating with ourselves. The Bible says the power of death and life and the power of the tongue. Again, the Bible says in 1 Peter 3.10 that we should not speak guile. Don't say things that are not right about your partner. Don't malign your partner. I've come to understand one thing, even as a minister. Some people, when they have issues, they prefer to talk to their pastor, or to their friends, or to pull outside. And in the process of talking, you break down your wife or your husband. You begin to call him names, begin to say every manner of things. Don't forget that the pastor himself is a third party to your home. When the issue is sorted out, the pastor has had the bad side you have said about your husband or wife. And so, if something now happens, you don't want to say everything is fine. They just look at you. Who are they deceiving? Don't speak guile against your husband or wife. Don't speak guile against your children. We learned about a woman from a particular part of the country which I won't mention. So when they wake up in the morning, they use curses to back their children. So they will just be cursing the child. They will be cursing the child, cursing the child. And so we also learned that in that part of the country, when the children now grow up, they become very stubborn and they hate their parents. Why? Because you have caused these children. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, 9 and 10, you can write it down. There was a woman that caused her son. Jabez was the name of the child. We call her a child of sorrow. But thank God for God. His relationship with God makes sure that God changed him and he became more honorable. I believe if the mother were alive, who would have wanted to bless the mom. I pray that today we will learn to communicate effectively in the name of Jesus. And we must be committed to ourselves. Totally committed to ourselves. When we are talking about communication, we must learn to be good listeners. I'm not at times a good listener. More so if you discover that you have said something over and over, and this is common. I think somebody wants to go that way. You have the tendency to say, eh, don't go there. I know what you want to say. You don't know. Because the heart of man is deep. You don't know what the person is coming out with. We must learn to be good listeners. What did I say?
6: Learn to the good
0: listeners. Stephen Covey, in the book, Live, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I think it's um, Habit 2 or 3. He says, seek first. To understand, then you will be understood. In other words, understand that person first, so that in your response, the other person will understand you. But what we try to do is everybody wants to justify his own ground. That is not what God wants. In the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, where God said, Let there be light, and God said, Let us make man. They agreed. When they said, let us make man, we didn't hear that the Holy Spirit said, no, we can't make any man. Man will not do anything, let us make a tree instead. We didn't hear that Jesus was saying, man, okay, they would just cut everything. No, they agreed. And that is important. We are going to see later that even in a home, the Bible has said the man as the head of the home. A woman once said, even if my husband is wrong, because it's my husband, I will obey him. But not that she should go and sin. Because the husband wants to praise the Lord. One number two: love and compassion. The Bible says in Galatians 5:14 and also in Galatians two, that love is the fulfillment of laws, of the laws. When you love somebody with the whole of your heart, then you are not likely to sin. First Corinthians 13:1 to 13 talks about the attributes of love. I want someone to open that and read. Where I say love is this, love is that. 1 Corinthians 13 1-13 When you love somebody naturally you will have compassion for the person. Compassion is to think about helping another person in his or her distress or in his or her weakness. And the Bible says women are weaker vessels. So men, we are supposed to naturally, daily, every time, be compassionate with our wives. 1 Corinthians thirteen one to thirteen, please read
3: for us. Though I speak with the tongues. Are
0: at the back that you are joining us, do you have handouts? Please wave your handouts. Okay, let's follow. Go ahead.
3: Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be born and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffered long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not our home, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Hear it all things, believe it all things, hope it all things, endure it all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see t- through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. 13. And now I put faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of this is charity.
0: Praise the Lord. So Amen. from this, can some of us tell us some attributes of love very quickly? Just mention one. Attributes of love. This is suji. Attributes of love. Hmm? Yes? This is suji. Faith. Faith? Hmm. It's not there like that. Charity. Yes? Charity is the same as love. Attribute. That is, what is like, what is love like into it? Like, for example, it says, love suffereth long. That is, doesn't fight. Love does not bear grudge. Yes?
2: Love is patient and kind.
0: Love is patient and kind, very good. Yes, what else is love? Yes.
2: Love means feelings of affection. Feelings or affection.
0: That's That's meaning of love, but you are talking about attribute. Give it to Pastor Love is not easily provoked. Love is not easily provoked, okay? Yes. Mommy wants to say something.
2: It's not puffed up.
0: Love is not puffed up, praise the Lord. These are some of the attributes of love. Yes, somebody wants to say something okay oh yeah give it to her yes
7: love thinketh not evil
0: love does not think evil so anybody thinking i'll go and kill my husband she's thinking evil can you give me an example of a woman in the bible that was thinking evil about her husband there are plenty of them yes you don't know it ah what about delilah delilah was that yes who else Eh? Job's wife, what did she do? She told the husband to curse God and die. So there are people like that. And the Bible said, you don't think of evil. Do you think about the Bible? In the Bible, can you think about any man that thought evil about the wife? Isn't the Bible too? Yes? A man that thought evil about the wife. What about a man that was so bad, but the woman was so good? The king thought Evil of Vashti, that's an example. Rachel, did she think evil about Jacob?
5: Rachel is good. Nabal is bad.
0: Leban. Leban. Okay, neighbor. And that's Liban. their father now. Okay. Not that it was bad. He was a funny businessman. A crooked businessman. Then there's a man called Nabal. He was a wicked man. But the wife was so good. So good, so good that David married her after the man died. Praise the Lord. Please, before we go too long, the passage I gave you, Hebrews 13, it is Hebrews 13, 16, not 6. Hebrews 13, 16. It says, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. In other words, when you do good and you are communicating well, God is happy with you. Now, we have looked at two areas. I want to ask any questions so far, or any example anybody wants to give before we go to three and four. Yes, we are talking about communication and commitment, love and compassion. Anybody want to add anything to it before we go ahead, or you have a question on communication at home, your commitment to your husband or wife, your love or compassion? Can love be one-sided?
4: So, uh, praise the Lord. My question is how do you communicate in an environment of prejudice? So, you know, you know you've been trying to communicate. In your own part you've been trying to make amends. But you are in an environment where they already have a fixed mindset about you. So, no matter what you say they judge you by what they think they know about you in the past. So, right. how do you communicate in that environment
0: when you know that it's not from you anymore? When you are already biased. Yes. biased. Okay, who can answer that? Yes, let's answer within ourselves. It's a common thing. You are in an environment. You want Ooh. to say something. They say, mm, "Kilo master. Mm, what should we talk about? Can everybody answer that? Mm. Even it happens in church. Yes, give it to be in meetings like that. Yeah. Somebody wants to talk. You just knock the person.
1: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I, I want to say something that it's very very practical. What I would say because somehow somebody they don't trust like before. So you have to be very very patient and apart from you being patient always try to to understand them like always try to understand them always and be truthful to yourself anything that you are saying or anything that you are trying to communicate let it be something that it's always full of truth and it's something that they will know that okay fine when you continue like that there will be a time that they will reason to what you are saying like oh Okay, so, and before you know it, it's like this, will start ending that trust back.
0: Another answer? Yes, that's
8: a I think in that kind of environment, the best form of communication is lifestyle. Okay. What? Wh- lifestyle. When there's a change of lifestyle, lifestyle, when they can see that you are not just communicating, you are not just talking, but you are acting what you are saying. Maybe the person has been accused of being a liar, but you are not... Telling lies again, you are saying the truth, and they can
0: see that truth in you. And Praise the Lord. Let us look at the example of Jesus. Peter was very close to Jesus, but he denied Jesus three times. Peter would talk before thinking. When Jesus told them, I will die, he said, We will die with you, not knowing what he was saying. Anything Jesus said, he was jumping at it. When he betrayed Jesus, or when he he denied Jesus, Jesus looked at him. He said, you denied me three times. Jesus looked at him just to say, Peter, I'm reminding you of what happened. He didn't look at him with condemnation. Because after, Jesus went to look for Peter. And he saw him and said, Peter, do you still love me? Feed my lamb. You still love me, take care of my sheep. So, love covered a multitude of sins. So, even when there is a bias, Peter would have thought, uh, Jesus can never like me. I'm biased, he has bias about me. But Jesus left the prejudice and went for him. The Bible says, When there are hundred sheep and one is missing. The shepherd will leave the 99 in peaceful abode and go and look for the one that is missing. He never wrote us up. Jesus will never write anybody up. And that is one thing. The Bible says the stone that the pillars, the builders have rejected has become what? The cornerstone. The very person you are disdaining now might be the person that we need to save in the future. Joseph's brothers never wanted him. In fact, they wanted him dead. In fact, they have killed him in their hearts. But when Joseph got there, when they got to him, Joseph did not revenge. That does not mean that the person who is doing bad should continue to do bad and say that somebody will forgive. No. Proverbs 20, 29 verse 1. He says, Can we continue in sin that grace may... Have? No. He said, He that often reproved and hardens his neck, shall be destroyed without remedy. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Okay, let's move ahead very quickly. Yes, ma'am. Mommy, want to talk quickly.
2: Your answer, sir, was for the people that are disdaining. But Pastor Brother Benga, uh, Pastor Gwenga was asking about you being disdained. That's what he's asking. That so Pastor Luboto gave us. An answer and I, I would want you to add to that sir. Okay, the answer you gave was we should not disdain. But the question is, if I am the one that is disdained, and people don't want to communicate with me because they feel mm, what should I do? Tell us what you
0: will do. No, tell us what you will do.
2: Praise the Lord. That the only one who got the question I was thinking Pastor will add to it. Praise the Lord. Okay, what will I do? Like he said, lifestyle. Just try and convince them by your new lifestyle that you are no longer the person that they are biased about. Praise the Lord. A husband that is not sleeping at home. That will come late at night, and the woman is like, What can I tell him? Already, he said, and then she sees him not keeping late night again. She sees him helping at home. She sees him more available. If he says he has changed, does he not show that he has? So
0: I agree with him. So, by their fruits, you shall know them. Praise the Lord. Let's go on quickly. Now, let's look at. Um, I'm we're going to treat three and four together, and then we'll take five separately. Now, intimacy and respect. I deliberately did not put sex in marriage here because I know we are going to have minors here. So, intimacy, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7 4 to 5, say for husband and wife, we must not deny ourselves intimacy except it's for mutual consent, for us to be able to be more spiritual maybe fasting and so on. He said that as soon as we finish that exercise, we should come together again so that we are not tempted. Don't forget that marriage is for three main reasons. Number one, for fellowship and companionship, which man has to have for the wife and vice versa. Number two, to avoid the sinful life of fornication and adultery, which is if you cannot contain, that's why the Bible says you should marry your own wife. You should have somebody you can always have intimacy with. And the third is for procreation of children. So intimacy is biblical. And it is very important in the Bible. In Hebrews 13 4, The Bible says marriage is honorable in all. And the bed undefiled. In other words, don't scatter your marital bed by spreading your life around others. Because it says, all mongers, God will judge. But we'll find that this is an area that has been causing problems in homes. And why does it cause problems in homes? I'll just explain briefly. First of all, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. Ecclesiastes 9, 9 says, Live joyfully with the wife of your youth. What's the Bible trying to say like that? Does it mean that when you are now old, you cannot live joyfully with your wife? No. The Bible is saying, remember where you started from. Remember the intimacy, the love, the affection you had for one another when you started. Every couple started well. Some may have ulterior motive for going to marriage, but by and large, something will bring them together. Many women always say, ah, I wish... We can live the way we used to live when we first married. How I wish we could be doing things together the way we used to. Because with time, people get busy with so many things. But that is not an excuse for us not to live. So our wife should still be as youthful to us, your husband should still be as youthful to you as your day one of marriage. Somebody said in a marriage seminar that my wife is looking very old like her mother just so I'm not attracted again. And another person answered, whatever your wife has become after years of marriage, you are the cause of it. You as a man, if you want your wife to be joyful, she will be joyful. If you want your wife to be looking morose, she will be morose. Because the Bible says, we are the head and they are the weaker vessels. So when you notice the attitude of your wife or behavior or comportment or things that happen," you have to go the extra mile as a man to sort that out. It might not be that easy. Then you have to do it. At times you do it to the level that you begin to look at yourself as a man. Am I foolish? Yes, you may have to be foolish because you want to maintain your home. So the Bible is saying that for intimacy, we must not deny ourselves of it. Let me talk briefly about intimacy. I said something here. I said... A man should not be a firefighter, but a builder. Many men, when they want to have intimacy with their wives, they are like panopanos. You know panopanos, now, firefighters. Emergency. In other words, they just want something they want to do and forget it. But a builder takes time. When you look at a bricklayer, it takes time to put the blocks one by one. Married people here know what I'm talking about. You need to be patient with yourself even in the area of intimacy. You don't have to be selfish about it. You don't have to just aggravate yourself and think you are finished. No, you have to build the process of that one. Praise the Lord. We'll talk more about that on Sunday or the upper Sunday when we still talk about marriage and we have some couples giving us examples of their homes. Praise the Lord. We should be considerate and we should do things right. Even in intimacy, our appearance counts. If somebody dresses shabbishly, the body is always smelling, you are repulsive to the other person, even in the workplace. That's why in factories, we have what we call washrooms. At least I worked in factories before, and we have bathrooms. So if I are a worker, you're in the factory, you're doing your work and so on, when you close your shifts, at least in the factory I worked with in Seven Up, it is compulsory, you go and wash and change. Because the clothes you put on while at work would have been stained, you would have sweated on it, and many of those swelling. So by the time you now get into Starbucks Boss and they are going home, you'll be creating very bad odor. So we need to be neat, even in our home regularly, not even on the area of intimacy. We need to be neat, we need to be hygienic, we need to be cheerful and we need to present ourselves like a bride for a groom praise the lord still in the area of intimacy and respect the bible says we should submit one to another in the fear of the lord Ephesians 5:21 a woman should not equate herself with her husband the man also should not think because he's the head he will now begin to do like a soldier at home no because the Bible equates us as a church to Christ is our head the Bible said Christ was humble he did not equal himself with God but remained humble to the extent of dying how many men can die for their wives how many men can go the extra mile for their wives some men feel I was talking to some people who are going to marry very soon just some I think last Sunday in the interning couples class. And I was telling them, I said it shouldn't be strange for you to be able to cook at home, to wash clothes. It shouldn't be strange to you. Somebody was laughing among them. I said why are you laughing? Ah. he said this is a hard thing, no. I said it's not hard. Get used to eat. What about if your wife is sick? What about if she's bedridden? Will you not take care of her? Will you not say hey, let's go and get a nanny to be taking care of her and you want to see how you job people and go away. No for better, for worse. I pray the Lord will help us to have this understanding in Jesus' name. So we must respect ourselves. If you look at our main text, verse for this month, it says even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughter ye are, and you should do well, if you do the same. He was respecting the husband. In this generation, some women don't respect their husbands. Well, depending on the culture, some people call their husband by first name, if that's what you choose, no problem. But by our culture in the country, at least show some level of respect. Even if you call him by name, you can cut see, you can kneel down, you can bow to him, you can respect him. If you cannot show respect to your husband in public, there is every likelihood you are not doing it in private. Note that. If in the public you cannot respect your husband genuinely, not for showmanship, then you are not respecting him at home. You should be able to talk to your husband in love. You should be able to bow to your husband, submit to him, and husband should be able to understand their wives. I learned one thing from Daddy Geo, which I think I recommend to all men. No matter the level of arguments, we get to a stage, just keep quiet go to your room, lock yourself up, or just go and pray, or just keep quiet. Do you reverse have an idea? There's no way you put water in your mouth and talk. It's not possible. You try it. If somebody is arguing with you, just carry a bottle of water, put it in your mouth, and don't swallow the water. Let me see whether I can talk. You won't be able to reply. Put water in your mouth. That simply means go and have patience. The Lord will help all of us in Jesus' name. So, we must have respect. We must be considerate for one another. And men be builders, not firefighters. And then, the Bible says we should have good conscience one towards another. And for families that might have issues in the area of respect and intimacy, you go and pray or seek for marriage counseling. Who will advise you accordingly? Because those are some of the things that are ruining homes. Even in the area of finance, respect your husband. Your husband may not have money. You may be the one bringing money home. No problem. It's a matter of time. You are supposed to spend together. But when you make your husband feel, well, you don't have money, I cannot afford this, then there will be a problem. Praise the Lord. All right, let's quickly look at appreciation and partnership and then we'll ask questions again. We should love each other. We should appreciate one another. There's nothing women like, like being appreciated. A woman will go to salon and come back. And the husband will just be busy watching football. And the man wants to eat. He won't even go to the kitchen to help her. He will say, where's my food? The woman has labored everything you now. And she now brought the food. There's even no thank you for bringing the food or saying this food is sweet. Then the woman will now ask. Ha, you mean you didn't see any change in me? You say, what kind of change? Your color is still the same. Your complexion is still the same. That woman knows what she's saying. So you didn't know I've gone to do my hair. A woman would like it if the husband is the first to say, I like this, your hairstyle. Ah, this dress, I, is just, I just love this dress. Go and take a photograph. you see the woman will always want to wear that dress every time because my husband says so. We must learn to appreciate ourselves for little, little things we do. And woman, depending on how you run your home, if the husband is the one paying the children's fees, some families are like that. They divide work. You pay this, you pay this, you pay that. If it suits, you no problem. And there are some, they do it together. But whatever be the situation, learn to tell your children, go and say thank you to daddy, even if you are the one putting down the money. Go and say thank you to your mommy. Have you said thank you to mommy? When a child keeps saying, "I love my daddy." if my dad is one buying things for me, there is a problem which is not obvious now. It will show later. But when a child begins to say, my mommy I love, my dad doesn't care. There is the problem. We should let them know that appreciation should be mutual and should be genuine. Praise the Lord. In the home, the husband is the senior partner and the wife is the second partner. That is the word of God. He says the man is the head. And we always advise, even in home, when we have family altar and we have our relatives coming to stay with us, maybe uncles or whatever, even our parents, let them know when you are not around as a man, the next commander in chief of your home is your wife, not your senior brother who has come to visit you, not your senior sister who has come to visit you, no. You cannot abdicate the responsibility of your home. And allow somebody who is a third party. Everybody apart from you, your wife, and children. are third parties pastor, is a third party. So when you are together at home and you are not going to be around, let everybody know. My wife is in charge. Anything she wants, please cooperate with her. Many men, incidentally, we don't have too many men here today. You have their junior brothers dictating what the woman should do when the man is not around. Even in their presence, can dictate what the woman should do, and the husband saying. That's what Patrick wants. Now go and give him the food he wants. Everybody in the house is eating Semo that day. Patrick said his rice he wants to eat. And you are telling your wife to go to the kitchen to cook rice. It's not right. Your wife is the next partner. If your wife says that's what we have in this home, Patrick must learn to eat Semo bitter. Praise the Lord. Let me stop like that. Now let's ask questions about intimacy, respect, appreciation and partnership. Yes? Anybody? Yes, please. Mommy Salami, you are welcome. Please. Please go ahead.
7: Respect. Uh, I find it in the midst of mine. When the wife said, Good morning, good morning, sir. And the wife will lead down and, and greet, but the response that the man will give back and bow on a caro. Is it because they are the head of the house or I don't know. I want to know that what I'm asking Sister Buki that why is always is the means of men Say say that was the a woman that don't And then women gave them respect. So I want to know that area. And second one, uh, appreciation. My husband, eh? I will say it is my husband. Is the once in a wife said. She area that he will tell you that it's not good. What is the first thing that you're supposed to say? Say thank you first before you complain. He said, Let me say the one that is wrong first before I said. Why is always come up like that? I want to know, sir.
0: Mommy Salami, please answer. Take it to Mommy Salami. She's a woman, she will tell you. And then Mommy too will answer. And then the men, then I will talk. Ah. You understand the question? I, I yes.
6: Did, I heard, but I didn't.
0: Okay, what she's My saying heart is heart. that men tend to take their wives for granted, even in the respect they offer. A man will say, the woman will say, Eka rosa, or something like that. And the man will say, eh, okay, I see if she's not being given the right respect. And that some men, you would rather prefer to keep complaining rather than appreciating first, even if there's something wrong they needed to correct.
6: Well, I think um, it's not all men, it's not all men, but some men.
0: So I walk on your jacket, I tell And now, let's just, yes, go ahead.
6: Some, some, from what she said, I think it's ego thing. Okay. You know, it's just like the man feels his must is superior than the wife that he doesn't need to you know to say uh, uh, if you say good morning a uh, and the wife uh, she should say Karo, uh, darling there are better ways you could have said it my dear carol not a uh, carol He could have said caro, but in a loving way, in a loving manner. He doesn't have to say a caro to you. That, you know, we said Sarah called the husband my lord. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. No, no. There no. Are, no, he could have said it in a way that maybe it's you that wants too much. But if he had said uh, caro, my dear, it's not bad. It, he doesn't have to say caro.
0: All right, I Mommy, said. then Daddy Olubodun will talk, then I will talk.
2: Praise the Lord. Though. I think it is a question that men should ask Sana why they cannot uh, use air for okay.
0: okay, I don't know
2: why Mommy Salami will say that a uh, man cannot say a car in return. Give me, give you now. where's the Lord. Is, is it?
0: No, there is are it? some people that call their husband by first name they agreed among themselves
2: uh-huh. but so, there are some
0: people there is like my wife i use air for her most of the time
2: yes i to know why he uses O for me so but most of the time he uses air for me no i'm not joking though no, most of the time we grew up with brother two g sisters see me uh-huh. i i it's only many years ago whenever i get angry i call him by name but now that one has, she has been. People, when Praise she's angry, Lord. she calls me by name. Tunji. Yes, <laughs> when I am angry. But now I got today, so the brother Tunji has come to stay. Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. For example, now somebody was saying it. Yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. We went to Aruka uh, Pharmacy. My 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 son's wife was saying, mommy I like your glasses." daddy didn't say anything i'm not even sure my husband has noticed that ah, i have changed
0: my new glasses <laughs> <laughs> i'm not
2: even sure that my husband has noticed that i have changed my glasses so it happens it happens so let the men tell us why does it happen like that why hand let the men tell us
0: ben we still talk for the people who are getting ready to marry praise the lord hallelujah okay maybe i should speak on behalf of men (laughs) we are not many (laughs) no you are the president of men's fellowship speak your mind for us
8: well i want to believe that um, expression matters the way we express ourselves a carol, a carol, or a carol. you know it could be the way the woman expresses herself and that is the kind of the feedback she gets from the man that's what i want to if a woman I'm not saying we should kneel down because we believe that this is a modern society. We can't really do it. I don't, they don't, I'm, I, I don't think my wife can do that for me. Kneeling down to greet me, in the money, is not possible. But then there's a way we can- All things are possible, sir. No, 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 I don't think. I'm saying I have okay. not, not, not done that for me. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. But it's not really, it's not a big deal to me. OK, OK. But I'm talking about expression, the way we express ourselves. If I'm greeting somebody, there's a way I should express myself. And again, for the other person to, you know, to respond. And again, appreciation is in two ways. Most women also don't appreciate men, especially when it comes to buying things. A man can buy bags of Gary Rice and Issue, and you are getting to you know, say, how much is it? And you are just free to say, oh, it's 5,000, you say, ah, oh, I won't buy <laughs> You feel discouraged. So, appreciation is in two ways. God help us.
0: Amen. Give it to Benga. Then we'll come back to our brother at the back. Okay, praise the Lord. First Amen. of all,
4: I think Yoruba language itself has a lot of... Because that a, o, or the people take it personal. So, I think that one is that. And also, though I'm not married, but I have... You're so under- married,
0: Jesus. Then. I'm not
4: married yet, Good. but I have little understanding about that submission word. I've listened to a lot of I've listened to a lot of people talk about it. I've read the Bible very well. And I feel that there's a misconception about submission. It is not a master-slave relationship. It is, I would liken it to a managing director and a CEO. So a CEO in an, an organization is the chief executive officer of the entire process. But there's also a managing director who is under the CEO, but also manages the affairs of the entire firm. So as a wife, yes, you are submitting to your husband, but you are not a slave. You Are only submitting to the ego of your husband because men naturally have ego. Now, the Bible says, Love your wife, so with your ego, you should love your wife, giving her regard. That is how you do it. So, there's this misconception that because it says, Submit to your wife, just like we are saying now, kneel down. When, like Daddy said, yes, you might have it with a good intention, but when you say that to the church, the interpretation is, If I'm kneeling down, I'm leaning down to a God, or I'm leaning down to a, it, it shouldn't be reported that wives should i don't know the word look at their husbands as a god but they should look at their husband as somebody they can reference so that submission should be defined anytime we talk about it it's not a master-slave relationship that is why she feels that if i'm kneeling down to greet my husband i should get the same kind of regard in the greeting instead of you just saying Sibe, because they are trying to tell me that ah uh-uh, you are greater than me. But we are both human beings. The Bible says two shall become one. So if two of us are one, you are not greater than me. We are both humans. But respect and love. That is just the way I understand
0: it. Thank you. Give it to that. Somebody raise his hand there. Yes. No, 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 no.
5: Yes. Just a quick one. I I read a book sometimes ago. It says, teach me how to love you. Each and every one of us, we grew up in a particular version and we have certain languages that are personal to us. I want to advise from listening to her I realize that there is a way somebody wants to be loved. Now using a left hand say oh to somebody is somebody can stand it. I don't say, someone like me, I don't say, anything. it doesn't mean anything to me, but somebody else can stand it. If I say, ah, can you do that to me? Ah, can you do? He will be so angry that he used left hand. Another person, he doesn't say anything about it. So, if you live with such an, an, an individual that cannot stand using left hand, you should know it for him. This person, he doesn't want anything left hand, use left hand to give him any, anything. You should know for him. Even though you, you don't care. So, and then you just adjust accordingly. Praise Thank the Lord. you very much.
0: Somebody has raised their hand there. Okay, that's the last comment. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Like I did, type of question came up in my church some
9: months ago. And the first one thing I want us to know anything that works for me might not work for you. And when that question came up, what, I, what we ended up with was that anything that you know that works in your family, I mean, you're married, go ahead with it. Because that could be a very controversial issue. When you look at it, Biblically, like Sarah How many women goes on their knees When when they wake up In the morning to say, ah, my husband, my lord Good morning Civilization has taken away so many things Away from us To me, I don't see, some men, they don't see as anything Even some women, some wife, goes as far As calling their their husband by names And to some men, it doesn't make anything In my family, I remember When I newly You know, when I got married newly And my wife called me by name Some of my family said, ah I mean, there should be a little respect in our own family. We don't call our husbands by our names, you know. Some of my nephews and others told my wife, and I quickly went to my wife and I told her, "Look, we are Christians. Though no, I'm from Muslim background, we are Christians." In order to make her not to be, you know, embarrassed. So, you you look at it, what works for me, what I want to say is that anything that you know that works your marriage, just go ahead with it. Because it's deeper than the way we are taking it. So that we say, even whether her husband was there or not, even anytime he wanted to put the food on the table, she would say, My Lord, put it on her lips. Ask many women now, how many women Does that these days?
0: They praise, don't. All right, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Because of our time, um, if you go to love and, com- and, and compassion, there's one there I said, Love, understand love language. There are different kinds of love languages. We, because of time, we couldn't have time to go into that. There are some things your wife will appreciate. Like my wife, she appreciates commitment, she appreciates saying good things about her and she appreciates honesty. Her love language is not gifts. You can buy a plane now for my wife a car. She will appreciate it, but no. But when she sees you are with her, talking with her, encouraging her, you know, if you need to rebuke her, yes, but she wants that closeness. That's our own love language. Some women will say, I don't care. Let my husband come to midnight. Let him leave before morning. It doesn't matter. As well, so long as he gives me food and takes care of the children. You know, like that. So the Lord will help each one of us. As much as we say everybody should choose his own style, we must also go by the Bible. The Bible says in Ephesians 5 21, which we put under that, that it says, submitting one to another in the fear. Of the Lord in the fear of the Lord. I remember on Sunday, which Sunday was it? Sunday before the last. I mentioned the same thing when I was talking. That day, mommy went to Haribu. And I, rem- I remember I told the church, even the address of the church where we wedded, and people were laughing, that the man, Baba Bangbola, said it. He said, Submitting one to another in the fear of the Lord. I can't forget that statement, it's from the Bible. So the Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. As we are rounding up, I want us to look at acceptance and hope. Now, as children of God, our hope of salvation should be something we should all build on together in the home. I love that song. We sang it on our wedding day. And it's it's always a song I love. It says, we expect a bride tomorrow, all will be well, through the love of Christ our Savior. That's our hymn that we used in walking out of the eyes 40 years ago, getting to 40 years. I still remember. It's a song that gives me hope. Say, we expect a bright tomorrow. Every family, husband and wife, we should be seeking for the best. We just came back from the special service where we're talking about the joy of the Lord is our strength. It takes you to cooperate with the devil to bring sadness to your home. And the word of God is what assures you of joy. And the word of God says to us in Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Glory means the opposite of shame. So in our home, there will be no shame so long as we are holding on to God, and that brings in the issue of praying. Should praying for ourselves, trusting God for ourselves, and accepting one another is very key. Not like what you said, that you said, you know, you have to call your wife to say, well, in this family, it's important. You must accept your wife first by yourself. They say what you cannot, what you don't want to eat, don't smell it. Many of us men, we come from that angle that I don't want to hurt my parents. I don't want to hurt my family. And so, there are some things they have set down like standards. Which, in in their recent, may not be wrong, but Christian-wise, they are not right. In some homes, once a new wife gets there, she's the one that must sweep all the compound. That's not, well, there's nothing wrong in helping to keep the environment, but it's everything wrong. In turning your wife to a slave, writing your presence under your pretending is wrong. And so, we should learn to accept ourselves first. Love is a feeling to be learned. We learn it over time. And then you must accept the person as the person is. We started with cake and so on like that. You must first of all make up your mind, this cake, I'm going to enjoy it. So you have to now take time to ensure the cake is properly done the way you want it. Because as you lay your bed, so you will lie on it. So it takes a lot for each one of us to build our homes. These ingredients that we'll talk to tonight are just 10. There are so many ingredients in Christian home that makes the home. But like I said, the baker of the cake should be the one in control. He's the one that knows the right quantities to put, he's the one that knows the right timing for each one, he's the one that knows how to turn and churn it until it gets there. And that baker is God. So we must make God the object of our worship in our home. Now, there are things God will not do for us. There are things we must do ourselves. When God was to open the Red Sea, He told Moses, Now lift up the rod in your hand. God could have said, River, Red, Red Sea open. And they would have passed through. But you find that a lot of times, God always wants us to do something ourselves. Jesus puts two put more on somebody's side and said, go and wash. That is, you have a responsibility as a wife, as a husband, to be part of the success of your home. Everything is not prayer. Everything is not kabash. You have a responsibility. You cannot hate your husband or hate your wife and expect the best in that home. Even Bible says to us in First Peter that a man who does not take care of his wife, they will have hindrance to their prayers. So you can pray, you can go to mountain top and so on. And you abandon your wife at home, no food, you don't care how the children get to school, you don't care about anything about them, all you are doing is prayer, that prayer will not pass that mountain you have gone to. It's the word of God. And then women, the Bible says, so that our prayers are not hindered, we too should cooperate with our husbands. Because if you don't cooperate with your husband, you are disobeying God who is the head of the church. Ephesians 5. So if Christ is the head of the church, the church is supposed to submit to him and love him and do all he takes he should do. Jesus said, you are my partner, you are my friends. If you love me, if you keep my commandments. And I don't think there's any man that would just want to bring a law or root his house to ruin his own home. Because the way you treat your wife is the way you should treat yourself. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. In conclusion, couples should deliberately or, another word, intentionally, or another words, consciously trust God. The first person we should trust is God. He is the one that brought you home together in the first instance. And we should go by his rule. You just buy a new computer or a new car and they give you a manual. They say, read this manual before you start. And you say, no, I know how a computer works. And just press it and you start going. If there is a problem, they refer you back to the manual. So the manual is the Word of God. That's why we're encouraging people, let's come to church, let's learn. This kind of discussion we have, you can't have it on Sunday. This is where we can talk practical things, like one my sister raised, I believe she has learned one or two things, and men too have learned. Women don't ever want to be taken for granted, nowhere. Every woman wants to be respected. And one thing I found out in life, as a person, and as a counselor, is that women hate public disgrace. There was a woman. We were in Akmay at that time. One sister. I just saw her in the car park, she was weeping. I said, What happened? She said, He was abusing me in presence of people. He was disgracing me. Women hate that. Public disgrace. I'm not saying you shouldn't scold when you need to scold, but let's be careful. If you are disgraced in public, will you like it? You will not. I went for a meeting on Sunday and they raised an issue and it affected this my zone and I stood up with my age among given people who are smaller than me and everybody was saying their own I knew the fault was from one of my pastors in one of the parishes but as the leader I had to absorb it I didn't find it comfortable the thing didn't make me sleep well but after praying about it I just forgot about it so that's his life nobody wants public disgrace and that's what happened to Adam and Eve Adam was disgraced publicly because of Eve the Lord will have mercy on us in Jesus name so, no home is perfect. though. They can't work towards perfection. As we completely humble ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit to lead us. And God will help us in Jesus' name. One of the reasons as we are closing why God put this thing strongly on my mind is because I notice issues in homes. Every home, no matter what, you have one issue or the other. And because of the great thing god wants to do in our lives in this church and for individual families we can't allow the enemy to truncate god's plan and god will be looking at the harmony of our homes i pray the lord will help us in jesus name next week we'll be looking at marriage divorce separation and remarriage divorce separation and remarriage must a christian remarry under what condition as a christian divorce the bible has the answer under what conditions should there be a separation between husband and wife this is very important because there are people they live together in the same house but they don't sleep in the same room you say no no i can't sleep in the same room with my wife why you say you're already separating yourself your thoughts are on your own i thought now so. the bible says can one lie alone and have heats? No, he's in the Bible. Say said the two will have together and they will have heats. Anyway, that's for next week. I pray the Lord will let us live life beyond that. If Jesus has not come, next week we will talk about separation, divorce, and remarriage. Anybody, quickly, yes, sir. make it short, please. Yes? I have just two questions, briefly.
9: Praise the Lord. Like husband and wife, they must have a common goal. Where the husband is having plan A and the wife is having plan B. Let's, for instance, after getting married, there must be a goal setting for the family. And the, man is not, the husband is not saying, okay, I'll put some amount together. Let's go for a larger property. And the wife is not saying, ah, ah. always taking the husband back to Psalm 127. I said, the both don't build the house. The laborer will, I mean, laborers will build. Can't you use this one to buy a car? I'm taking our children to school. And i said sort of that, because the husband wants to really please his wife, that means the husband to be, you know, having, I mean, hiding away whatever anything he has, like money, having, I mean, hiding away, you know, the truth from her husband, I mean, from his wife. So I wanted to say that that what is why some women or some wives, when they don't have the common goal with their husband, and then as if their husband when the husband when the money comes, it's as if the husband is not too open to them. Because when the husband is saying let's plan for plan B. And the wife now saying for, no, that plan B is not good enough. Let's go for plan A. Then secondly, that happened where I was living before. They were Christians. And the, what is always giving birth to this statement. Maybe they lead to this food. And, and the wife now be saying, if not for the sake of Christianity, after all, woman needs to marry. I'm more later than you. The wife is BSC older and the husband is maybe NC older. And suddenly after that, he now apologizes to
0: his wife, I mean to her husband. So what is always prompting that? Okay, thank you very much. I'll answer you. You didn't come in when we were talking about communication. We actually started this discussion to communication in the area of finance and generally everything. There must be the communication, and we refer to God in Genesis chapter one verse three, where he says, where he says, let us make man. Later in the, in the chapter, there, let us make man in our image. There was communication between them. Husband and wife must sit down and plan what do we want to do with our money. That's how we encourage even those in the interning couples class, know what each person earns. Don't begin to hide, I'm earning hundred thousand, she's any fifty, I don't want us to know. Because the moment you start that, the enemy will tell you how to spend the balance of your money. You should do everything in common. The Bible said the two of them were naked and they were not ashamed. It's not just in the area of intimacy, it's in all areas. So you have to plan it together and then prioritize what you want to do there's nothing wrong in buying a car there's nothing wrong in buying a land it's a matter of priority which both of you must agree on praise the lord and then the second question you are talking about um, what what do you mention the second question you mentioned yes 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 exactly now anybody who is saying if not for christianity is not a is christ- not a serious christian i will submit you can't be using god's name to blackmail the other person no you chose to have christ and the bible says if a man is in christ a new creature you know similarly women who say if not for my children i will stay in this house it's wrong what about people who don't have children are you saying they should just leave their husband like that no the bible says as much as it lies in your strength live at peace with all men all men everybody so for any man or woman to start talking that way is wrong because it's not only women who say that if not for Christians some men say that, that if not for Christians it's wrong don't forget that this person you're talking to husband or wife is your partner is the child of God born by God and like I said no marriage is perfect but we all have to walk towards it as we pray as we seek the face of God as we seek counseling the Lord will help our homes in Jesus name Father, we thank you for the offering of tonight. Holy Spirit, we ask that you brood over this morning, bless every giver, and surprise each one of us. Let it be used for glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we we'll pray.